I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. Man, if you missed our first hour, talk about a fast-moving hour. It was so fast that I lost track of time there. We're going to get uh, Ryan Diesel Giesman up on our Spence Automotive guest line with us right now. As uh, it is, it's Monday morning quarterback here on the Brian Hanks Show. We always take a look back at the previous uh, Friday night's games, and I'm telling you, I don't even know how to describe uh, Friday night, what we saw out in Wheat Swamp, uh, other than uh, just a great win for uh, the Kenson Vikings. It sends the Vikings to uh, the playoffs for the, uh, let me do math, for the 16th year in a row, 15th year in a row. Uh, they've been every year since 2008. Ryan Diesel-Giesman does not know what a season is like without the state playoffs uh, over at Kenson High School, and he joins us right now on our Spence Automotive Guest Line. Good morning, Coach, and I'm sorry we're running a couple minutes behind here, sir. Oh, no, good morning. How are you guys doing? <laughs> hey, Coach, my vocal cords are still trying to recover from uh, Friday night when you put 60 points on the scoreboard in the first half. I can tell you it's never happened in my, you know, in my years here in Kinston that I've seen that with the Vikings or anybody else for that matter, Coach. Uh, have you ever been involved in a game like that where – the offense is just purring the way that it did. And you couldn't do anything wrong in the first half. I mean, it was just, it was perfect. Every time you touched the ball, you scored in the first half of Friday night's game, coach. Yes, sir. Uh, it was an exciting night for us. And uh, I do believe if you go back to about 2015, uh, we're playing at South Lenore and we put up close to 60 in the first half, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't all offensive touchdowns, uh, I think we had a couple of pick sixes in that first half against South Florida that night, 2015. So, uh, very, very, very pleased and impressed with our, our first half effort offensively. And uh, uh, definitely exciting, exciting time for our guys this past Friday night. Oh, and in fact, on top of that, too, you're right, that 67 to nothing victory over uh, South North back in 2015, that is the record for most points ever scored in a game by Kenston High School. Friday night, this past Friday night, 66 points. That's second most all time. So, uh, man, just uh, a lot of great offense. But hey, what, what was the secret to the success? Why, why do you think you guys were so successful there in the first half against uh, a team that, <laughs> Coach, and I told you this when we did the pregame show, I picked North North to win the game, and I said I thought it was going to be a 14 to 12 kind of game. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Well, what was the secret to your success in the first half there uh, Friday night, Coach? Uh, just, you know, I just. Uh... You know, getting that start the game off with getting extra extra possession on the kickoff, uh, recovering that onside kick, and uh, you know scoring a couple plays later, and just building off that that early momentum was was huge for our for our football team uh, Friday night. I know one of the things that we were uh, saying myself and Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, we actually had Jay Wilson up in the booth with us too on uh, Friday night, coach, was that. You know, when you get when you give Diesel a week off to prepare for somebody, and it doesn't matter if you're preparing for the first round of the playoffs or for the beginning of the season, I think that's why you've always been so good uh, in your season openers is because you give Diesel and his coaching staff a lot of time to prepare for a game. You're going to see, uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of success. Anyway, my, my point to ask you or saying all that, Coach, is to ask you this. Was there stuff that you've seen maybe on film that – you felt like, hey, we could take advantage of this uh, taking it when we when we take the field against North Lenore. Oh, I mean, you know, anytime when you get extra time to to study the tape, uh, 
you know, and uh, just kind of, you know, like I said, go see teams in, in person on Friday night and see exactly, what, you know, what they actually look like and, you know, that, that the speed of which they play at and, uh, you know, because, I mean, tape, tape can be deceiving sometimes with speed and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, but, it's, you know, also you look at it too, you're playing for the Jimmy Smith Cup, you're playing, you're playing for, you know, for county bragging rights for the year. Uh, uh, definitely made it, you know, easier to, uh, to to keep our guys locked in during that bye week and motivated going going into that two week of prep period we had we had going into Friday night. Well, I'm not going to belabor the point about uh, the Jimmy Smith Cup uh, because you have, Coach, and I'll, I'll, I will say this again though, Coach Diesel, is that I've always appreciated from the minute you got here how much you've appreciated that you have appreciated the history of. Lenore County football and how much you have appreciated uh, Coach Jimmy Smith, and you've said that several times, but uh, it, it it showed on the field. I mean, that <laughs> what, taking back the Jimmy Smith Cup for uh, the 10th time in your 11 years at uh, Kenson High School meant a lot to you. It definitely meant a lot to your boys too, didn't it, Coach? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was funny leaving to go over to North Lenore on Friday night. We, we about had a, had, a, had a big argument between, between all the seniors uh, wanting who was going to who was going to carry the the Jimmy Smith Cup into the game, and who was going to come off the bus with it and all that? And uh, we kind of made a unanimous decision. Just look, the staff's going to carry it over there. We'll make sure it make sure it gets there. And uh, shoot, we daggone forgot it. We left it at the house. <laughs> had, to, had, had to send somebody back back to the schoolhouse to get it so uh, it could be there. And uh, like I tell you, told the boys, I said, look, we got you know it, go, it goes it goes into uh, Jimmy Smith's hand, and until the end of the game, we got to go earn that thing back. And uh, very fortunate to turn it back, and uh, as you saw, very very excited to win it back and, and keep it keep it at Kenton High School. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, it was a talk about, and I know you've heard the old adage through the years, the old cliche, coach, about you know a tale of two halves. Man, that was definitely the deal. Friday night was uh, again ninety six combined points. You had already set the series record because it, the old record was eighty seven points. You'd already set the. Uh, the series record in the first half with 96 points, then only 12 points in the second half, Coach. What what was the difference between the first half when, you know, and I'm telling you, man, I had so much uh, Twitter reaction. Everybody was freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, you know, y'all are going to score, score 100 points in the game and all that. <laughs> and I, we thought the same thing, Coach. I mean, we really did. I mean, we thought the sky was the limit. And then only 12 combined points in the second half. What was the difference between the first half and second half, Coach? Oh, you know, I mean, you know, defensively, our guys are able to, to settle down and, and and play their assignments and uh, get some stops there. And it wasn't that we didn't move the ball in the in the second half. We uh, oh yeah, you're right. Know, just, we, yeah. We, we we just we just we just failed to capitalize on some drives. And uh, you know, it's it, you know, you know, we talked about youth all year long, and you know, we we can't get complacent. You know, you know, you feel like everybody I think everybody kind of saw that six in the board, and they're like, oh man, you know, <laughs> you know, you know that that's 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 uh. You know, good number, coach, and you know we challenged them at halftime. Definitely challenged challenged our defense, uh, you know, more so, and, and trying to get them to respond. And I believe they responded the right way, but uh, you know our offense has got to stay the course as well. And not to say they lost focus or whatnot, but like I said, with youth, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, if you're gonna be a great ball club, you, you gotta be able to continue to keep the gas pedal down, and that's something we're gonna learn from and push forward and and keep on getting better at. Well, I got to ask you this. Jason Bryant's listening right now, and he sent me a message, and he asked me to ask you a direct question. Are you ready, Coach? Yes, sir. <laughs> he said, and he's right, uh, that he asked you the over-under on how many times you were going to throw the ball uh, Friday night, and you said 10. 
<laughs> Your response, sir. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, I, he definitely uh, picked the over, <laughs> and that definitely was for him. And then, uh, you know, like I said, I think you and I were talking, you know, later in the day, whatnot, going to the game, and you know, just you know, we were going to take take what the defense gave us, and uh, like I said, uh, you know, I definitely were some passing opportunities and uh, <laughs> took advantage of those. Coach, that might have been the most underrated thing you've ever said. There were some passing opportunities. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Listen, the voice you're listening to right now is Ryan Diesel Giesman joining us here on the uh, Brian Hanks show this morning. Uh, his uh, Vikings, 66-42 to 42 winners over North and North this past Friday night, and it also it clinched you a playoff spot. And, you know, I sort of alluded to it with you, and then we talked about it during the game too. Did you approach Friday night as, as a as a quasi as a pseudo playoff game, Coach? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, going going into that bye week, uh, that Monday, you know, I said, you know, it's, it was um, an easier bye week to keep our kids locked in with with it being playing for the Jimmy Smith Cup, and then knowing that it was pretty much win and get in, and uh, uh, definitely a motivational factor and. Uh, one of one of those things that they saw over and over again go, going into last week. Well, I'm telling you, Coach, and then the rewards you get, uh, probably one of the best 2A teams in the uh, in the state of North Carolina, well, definitely this year and probably over the last five years. So I was just crunching some numbers this morning before I started the show, Coach Diesel, and uh, Clinton might be, I would like your opinion. I mean, uh, with this gauntlet that you run through every year with the great teams that you've had at Kenston high school through the years, coach, where does this dark horse team, uh, where do they rank when you look at, uh, when you look at them this week compared to some of the great teams you've seen through the years, coach? Yeah. Uh, a very, very talented group. Well coached by coach Johnson, uh, uh, they've they've had a tremendous season, and uh, you can kind of look at you know since Coach Johnson got there, it's, it's been kind of a it, it's just been building, and and, uh, and I think everything he does is is uh, it is you know building on that history of Clinton football, and they have a great team, and you know very senior led, and you know said you know they they earned that one seed, and uh, you know you got a, got a big trip Friday night, an opportunity, and uh, looking forward to it. I, and I know you will. And like I said, we will break all that down when we talk to you. If you will, I hope you'll join us on Friday morning show as we get ready. And then, uh, on the real discount drugs pregame show on Friday afternoon too. But, uh, I, I do, I'll, I'll leave you with this here, coach. How about this? Kinston and Clinton have played each other one time ever. And I know you remember that game, right? Yes, sir. Very much so. <laughs> it was in, uh, just to let everybody know if they didn't hear us here in the first hour, it was in the 2018 2A playoffs in the second round. Coach Diesel, tell them who won that game. Uh, we, we walked away with a, <laughs> with a big victory, and uh, I believe we were quoted as the worst worst undefeated 2A team in the state or something like that going into that ball game. You know, and it, yet, it is what it is. There you go. But who came away with a victory is the Vikings 21 to 13 in that game. Coach, listen, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Look forward to talking to you on Friday and getting the breakdown of you of the dark horses in. Thank you so much for joining us here, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. There you go. That's Ryan Diesel Gieselman, the head football coach, athletics director over at Kinston High School, the winningest coach in Kinston and Lenora County history. And uh, I tell you what, we are going to uh, thank a sponsor here real quick. And then we're going to have Jay Wilson joining us. He helped us up in the booth on uh, Friday night. I had a lot of fun with him. 
I tell you what, you know what? Let me thank, uh, let's thank UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the uh, Brian Hanks Show, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston. UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. UNC Lenore Healthcare has a medical staff of more than 100 physicians and offers a range of specialty services and technology that you only expect to find in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit the comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare <coughs> for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hank Show. And doesn't get any doesn't get any bigger than this. By God, it's Jay. <laughs> by God, Wilson joining us here on the Brian Hank Show this morning. And uh, I got to tell you, I and I have promised the listeners here uh, in, in the first hour of today's show, Uh-oh. Coach Wilson. No, no, no. This is good. This is good. Oh, okay. I usually okay. I get a little bit late uh, and I get a little bit lazy about posting uh, the game. You know, the game and all that from the previous Friday night yeah. the pregame show. I'm not doing that. I have promised the listeners I'm going to have it posted by this afternoon. It takes a little bit longer because, you know, it, obviously, I mean, a game lasts a little bit longer. Yeah. If you have a game like what we had this past Friday night, Coach, <laughs> it is yeah. insane. We just got off the phone with Diesel. And, listen, I do want to apologize to you, too, because I was going to try to have you up about five minutes earlier. We went a little bit long in our first hour, and then even with Diesel. Oh, so. yeah. But, but, Coach Wilson, I do. I apologize. I, if I tell somebody I want, I'm going to have them on at 815, I try to do this. So, please accept my apology, sir. Oh, no problem, no problem. I was just doing my rounds around school, so there ain't no no issues at all. Ain't no no issues at all. Well, thank you. Well, we've got a lot to talk. We got we got a, a lot of information to pack in here in the next ten to twelve minutes. But uh, yes, we do. I, but I do want to start with this past Friday night's game. We just got off the phone with Diesel and talking to him, and I got to ask you now. I know you know Diesel's history, and I know your history pretty well too. But have you ever? In your life, Coach Jay Wilson of Green Central High School, <laughs> ever seen a ninety-six points combined in a first half of a high of a public school high school football game? No, no, I I never saw anything like that. And, and like looking back at it, I mean, you had literally everything imaginable happen except for like a defensive touchdown. You had kickoff return. I mean, you had two kickoff returns. You had deep passes. You had you know, the fullback dive that goes for 70 yards, you know, with MJ. I mean, it was just like, that was one time my, my, my wife was like, wow, there's so many commercials. And I said, well, every time we put, every time there's a touchdown, there's a commercial. She was like, oh, my God. It was just, you know, it was, it was that was an amazing first half of football. Amazing half first half of football. Well, I got to tell you this, Coach Wilson. I think I woke up a couple of times, you know, Friday night into Saturday morning going, uh, we'll be right back on the Davis Hosts yeah. Tire Game of the Week. <laughs> Because you're right. I mean, 13 turnovers, it. coach. Or, I mean, 13 touchdowns. You said it. You said it 20 times in, in, in the space of the first half. So, I mean, I can I can imagine. That's, that's like the person, welcome to Madonna. I take your order, please. Welcome to Madonna. I take your order, please. Like, you just, you just said it. It was, it was absolutely bananas, man. That was crazy. What do you attribute that to, coach? I mean, we were just talking to Diesel, and I know at one point it was either you or Coach Smith said, that you know, if when you give Diesel two weeks off to get ready for an opponent, it doesn't matter who it is. That yeah, I mean, you're going to see that kind of success. That was obviously part of. It, but what else? What, what do you attribute all that? Uh, all that scoring to in the first half, Coach Wilson? I mean, you, when you look out there, there were a ton of great athletes on the field. I mean, you know, Kenton, 
had the quarterback and the running back and, and of course, uh, my, my receivers out on the edge. But then, I mean, you look up and the North Lenore has explosive athletes too. You had Pippen, you had uh, the, the quarterback and the running back from North Lenore. So, I mean, right there you had six or seven guys that were able to take the ball anytime they touched it and go to the house. So, I mean, when you start looking at all of that and then you just getting the guys the ball, and both teams ran, they ran their offenses very, very well. It was just, it was just an amazing night, and and and, you just, and, they, and the coaches did a great job of putting the ball in the playmaker's hand and let them make plays and let them make plays over and over again. And I agree with everything you just said right there. And again, on the line was right now our big interview today, uh, Jay Wilson from Green Central <clears throat> High School, who helped us up in the booth. He was <laughs> off this past Friday night. He had his bye week, yeah. so uh, Coach Wilson helped myself and Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith and Keith Spence up in the press box, and then uh, Paul Whittington on the sideline. Okay, Coach Wilson, uh, that's all fine and good. I mean, 96 points, first half, you know, 60 to 36. How in the wide world of sports do you explain 12 combined <laughs> points in the second half, sir? Well, I mean, everybody has good coaches on staff. And then, you know, everybody defensive coaches have a lot of pride. So, you, I mean, you give up 60 or however many points you gave up in the first half, and people are talking about, oh, my, they might score 100. And, I mean, that, that does something to you. So I, I can imagine both both defensive coaches went back into the thing and said, "Hey, listen, we we, we got guys, guys, we got to play with pride." I mean, that's the speech I'm giving you. It's, it's not about adjustment; it's about making tackles. It's about you know figuring out what's going on. And I think both coaches did a great job of doing it, and it showed with a six to six, you know, second half. <laughs> and listen, and it also might have been a little bit of fatigue. Uh, those running backs and those explosive <laughs> players. I mean, you know, when you combine for about six hundred yards in the first half. You, you get a little leg weary, you know, in the second half. So, I mean, that, that might have had a little something to do with this world. Well, I'm telling you, Coach, I was just – again, I, mean, I was expecting – I don't think I was expecting a 96-point second half, but, I mean, after everything we saw there in the first half, I wouldn't have been surprised if, you know, let's say four touchdowns by, you know, Kenston, yeah. a couple touchdowns by North and North, and yeah. we're looking at, in, what, an 88-50 to 50 kind yeah. of game. That's what I was thinking. So, I, I was just blown away there in the second yeah. half. Well, we like I said, uh, we're here for a good time, not a long time. I wanted to ask you also, <laughs> well, in the Eastern Plains 2A, Coach, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it Friday night because of everything that was going on over at North and North. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I – Washington and Aiden Grifton, Coach. I mean, and I know I'm starting at the bottom before we get up to the top, but Washington yeah. and Aiden Grifton, a 34-14 win for the Pam Pack, Coach. Were you surprised by that, that was, Yes, I, I, I really was. I, I, I really was. I, I just I, – I, I, after playing against both of them, both of them are, are, are good quality teams. I don't think you think either one of them. Um, and I knew – I felt like it was going to be a dog fight, but I, I felt like Aiden Grifton had the edge in some areas. That were gonna, you know, allow them to get the victory. I, I would have not have seen. I've not. I would have not have guessed a twenty point victory from, from Washington. I, I wouldn't have picked it. But I mean, it was it was a great win. Um, you know, the coaches down there are doing a really really good job. The guys are buying in. So it showed up on that last night. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I, that that got them into the playoffs. I do believe. Yep. So, well, you know, and I think and I think that was a game. Like, you know, if you want to get in, you got to win. I think that was, that was that was that kind of game for them. So. Well, I tell you what, though, here, well, and I'm sorry, let me apologize. No, why, believe it or not, Washington did not get in. They didn't get in. They okay. did not okay. get in. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I, th- I think, I think Aiden had to win yep. to get in. I think, I think that's what it was. And I guess Washington said, we're going to go down here and play the spoiler. I guess that's what, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that was, but that, that, was, that was a big win for them. That was a great win for them to end their season. Um, they didn't go, they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, and that's, that's something that you can really use in the off season to really springboard you into, into a successful, 
season next year. Well, let me uh, give you the credit for the one that you did get, Coach, and that was uh, – and by the way, thank you. Uh, you. You helped me out in uh, in our picks thing. <laughs> but, the cha- uh, but the championship game for the uh, Eastern Plains yeah. 2A was uh, West Craven uh, traveling up to Pine Tops to take on Southwest mm-hmm. Edgecombe and a 31-28 to win for the Cougars yeah. of Southwest Edgecombe. Well, I got to ask you, you called it. You called it correctly uh, in our pregame show. Uh, why, why did you pick that? Well, I, you know, Southwest runs a, a, a very, you know, a very strict ball control type offense. There's not a whole lot of, you know, you know, uh, uh, sprinkles and, and, and cupcake icing on that thing. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really downhill. And so, you know, Wes Craven doesn't always do well with it. Now, obviously, 31-28, it was just, it was probably when you probably, I haven't seen the film, but I'm pretty sure it was a play here or a play there. Or I, I heard Wes Craven had a couple, a couple of turnovers. That took away some possessions, and against against the Southwest team, you can't have turnover. You got to maximize every possession because when they get it back, they're going to spend four, five, six minutes on offense. That's just what they do. Um, and so that that and it and it being played at Southwest, that was that was the kicker for me. Um, you know, Southwest that home field advantage. They they play much better at home. You know, and, and a big game like that, you got all your, your kids and your crowd out and. Auntie and grandma came out and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I, I, I that that was that was that was why I get their style of offense and it being up in Pine Top. That's, that's kind of why I gave me age. Well, again, thank you. You helped me make up a game on them, and I'm being sincere. Thank you. You helped me there, yeah. so I appreciate that, Coach. Uh, Coach Jay Wilson uh, here with us for a couple more minutes, and uh, yeah. we, we knew that uh, your Rams were going to make it to the state playoffs. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you guys had done uh, plenty enough to get in there. Uh, uh, again, playing in a tough Eastern Plains 2A that you did this year. And let me yeah. tell you, can, can I tell everybody what your reward was for, uh, for this? <laughs> <laughs> you get to go to the champions of the East Central 2A, Wallace Rose Hill. Hey, a little yeah. statistical thing. This surprises me, Coach. Do you realize that Green Central and Wallace Rose Hill have never played each other? It's, it's, it's surprising, but it does. based on like this. On the, on the history of things, and, and, you know, we're on this side and they're way on the other side. I, I, I knew it wasn't many times. I, if we had played it, just, I knew it wasn't going to be many. Um, but I, I wouldn't have said zero. I'd have thought maybe sometime around in the playoffs or, you know, sometime around there we, we might would have bumped heads. But, you know, uh, you know it would be, be the first time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you listen, I hope to talk to you that you'll join us uh, on uh, yeah. Friday morning here on the show again as you're uh, getting for ready sure. to head to uh, teach you for that game. But just – and I know you. I mean, you're an incessant uh, preparer. I mean, I mm-hmm. guarantee you probably – if I said the over-under at eight, and, <laughs> at eight and a half hours of video that you've already seen on Wallace Rose Hill, should I take the over or the under? Nah, I take, you take the over because I'm – I mean, and because of how how they run things, you know, you spend hours just trying to nitpick, trying to find that one <laughs> that one key that you can use, you know, to get an advantage. Because I, they got two big old fellas on that line. Good gracious, that we're talking. My my my, my college coach used to call them buffet busters. <laughs> they got they got two big old seventy six and seventy seven. Good gracious, I reckon. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna put our best foot put, put down and and and. We watch the film, and you know we thought we maybe picked up a couple of things, and don't keep can keep plugging at it. You know what I mean? Well, I tell you what, we will wait until Friday to get the extensive preview. But like I said, hey, Coach, I know you well enough. I knew you've been sitting over a laptop looking at video, and I know your coaching Hell staff yeah. probably has been too. So, like I said, I thought eight and a half hours. I thought that was pretty fair. I mean, uh, you yeah, didn't even know who you didn't even know who you had until uh, Saturday. So uh, I, I figured yeah, it would be right about that. 
That's stuff. That stuff. Because in the past four weeks, we played. We we've been matched up with four different teams. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's from from the time they do the little. Oh, here's our predictions. To <laughs> you know, Wallace Rose Hill was not in the prediction three weeks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just like, all right. Well, you know, I know so you were was, telling us you thought it might be Princeton because we were. Yeah. Dude, hey, hey, I was going to try to sell that to uh, Jason <laughs> that hey, uh, here you know, going up against his alma mater, yada yada yada. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Uh, I, I, listen. I'd help you sell some tickets to that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Jay Wilson, thank you so much. Thank you again for Friday night, man. I, and I said it on Facebook. I'll say it to anybody who listens to me. When you get tired of coaching, you have a career in uh, in sports analysis. You really do. And I say that sincerely. That's not a riff. I'm serious. And I will do yeah. everything in my power to help you because you are that good, okay? And I mean, I appreciate it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I really love being up in the booth doing it that way. Um and and, and I'm, I you know make sure you save all these all, all my all my work <laughs> so that when I got to put my resume out here you know like here's some examples of me doing games there you, you go know I'm going to tag you on it I'm telling you I'm tagging you on it when I put it up coach thank you so much we'll talk to you Friday sir yes sir yes sir have a great one you too that's Jay Wilson uh, the head football coach at Green Central let's play the birthday game we'll wrap up today's show right after that. Today is Monday, October the 30th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Man, I got to tell you, this time last week, John Dawson, you had hey, hey, it's time to play the birthday game. This was the beginning of your jinx tour. I guess it was, dude. A week ago today, you had taken a 9-4 to lead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you're in total control. All you got to do is win one more time. You've wrapped up the month of October. Say Jack. <laughs> Say Jack, indeed. And I had thought, you know, hey, we, we'll slip in a uh, who, who sang it or a, a Zoom game or whatever it is that we call it. Zam it. Zam it. Thank you. <laughs> Because I knew, I knew. I'm like, you know, before the month is over, you just, know. Every time, you did it on purpose. <laughs> well, you, you do I, it every time. Our son. You can't just let it happen. You got to get in there and. Well, the, the text actually went through this time. Oh, yeah. man. Ooh, ooh. Okay, stop, stop. Yeah, so, uh, paid off. I yeah, see. there you go. So, Jonathan Massey has rolled off. We told him last Monday, dude, you got to win six straight. To, to win the month of October. Guess what? He's won four of six straight. He is See, 67% just, of the way there. let it happen, but you have to get into your statistics and all this, and, and then it happens. Four straight wins in a row there, uh, Jonathan Massey. What do you attribute it to? You know, uh, I laced his gin trail. <laughs> I see he's got one over there this morning. Yep. Is it tasty? It's just yeah, it's micro-dosing him day by day. <laughs> See, I think that's what Linda's doing to me. I really do because I can't get rid of this cough, and then I keep having the, I, my, my head gets swimmy sometimes, and I'm like, I wonder if she's micro-dosing me, you know, to, you know. Collect, knock yeah. Me off. We talked about it. I was it. wondering why she was buying a barrel of arsenic from Sam's. Now, <laughs> wait, what? Do they sell arsenic at Sam's? No, never oh. mind. <laughs> never Behind mind. Sam's. Oh, but <laughs> Sam's. See, after, did you hear that cough there? Sam's after dark. Sam's. That's sad. <laughs> no, get it. Sam's after dark. This segment is sponsored by Galico Office Automation. <laughs> no, we're not ready for that yet. We've got plenty of time left here in the birthday. We're, we're trying to here. talk about how we're killing Brian. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, how was weekend over there, Massey? It was pretty good, you know. Going into the weekend with a four-day win streak, it really, uh, really brightens up the day. It really does. What'd you do? How's your fantasy teams doing this weekend? They sure are, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. They really. How weird is this that you know we've what for the previous three weeks, four weeks, whatever we've had bye weeks. 
you know, every team. And what, not this past weekend, but a weekend ago, there were six teams that had buys, including your Carolina your personal Panthers. preference is your business, well, Brian. They've <laughs> well, that's pretty good. That was pretty well, good. Well, I think the Panthers have had a bye week since the start of the season. But well, where I was going with this is, though, but then you had this past week where there were no bye weeks. All 32 teams played this week. Why would you even do that? I, I, I honestly think it's because they are looking out for fantasy football because they know in the middle of the season, these – season long. Well, but dude, people are going to have bye weeks in week 13 and 14. And 14, a lot of times, is the uh, championship. Well, no, it's, yeah, yeah. It's either the championship or, uh, well, no, no, yeah, because they the go first into week the 18. So, yeah, the first round of the playoffs. So, how about you've played hard the entire season and you've done great, and then you have three of your guys out on a bye week in the first round of the playoffs. Nah, it happens. <laughs> God, hey, if the three of us got in a fight, Okay, me versus Dawson, who wins? You mean, are you talking about like a setup fight or like if I'm like in a blind rage mad, I'd kill both of you? Yeah, that's probably true. Are we that talking like scary. octagon, UFC rules? I tell you what, if we're fighting right after I've had to edit one of these, I could kill both of you in 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I don't think you could catch me. Yeah, he can run pretty fast. Jonathan can run fast. Well, you didn't ask who could run the fastest. You said winning a fight. Well, Point okay, I like me, the Brad. idea. We're in the octagon. Okay, we've uh, we're there in our shorts and bare feet and bare chest and uh, with the little gloves. They do let you wear little gloves, yeah, right? You got the little, uh, what they call, I guess they're like finger gloves for you. Do people not box in a ring anymore? Is it an octagon? Well, well, this is like this is like street rules fighting. Yeah. Like, this is so where you, you versus me. Punch. Okay, no, but no, you're. Let's just say you've just had a big meal. Your wife's made you a delicious dinner. <laughs> And uh, who would eat a big meal before a fight? That's a weird preface to a fight. <laughs> well, I don't want him to be mad. I think that's a difference because I agree because John Dawson can go blind range and, and okay. kill both of us. Then I can I can do this. Yeah, it's a contracted fight. We have no reason to be mad at one another. It's just a fight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think it would be kind of a three-way tie for last if there's no re, if there's no one's angry. Yeah. See, I can. I don't know. See, I can make myself mad at both of you for one reason or another. And well, I, but what I would be your motivation? I want to hear this. What would be your motivation to get mad at John? I don't know. I could come. I make stuff up in my own head. Like what? I, I'm a nutcase. I would just make up a scenario where John has wronged me in some way, and I, I always. I got I, it. Let me set it up for you. DNA test comes back. Maris is John's. <laughs> no child support for me. <laughs> yes. Thank you, John. Big old hug. Come here. <laughs> then he'd throw the fight. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, I was trying to make you mad. That wouldn't make you mad. I don't really. I mean, yeah, probably, yeah. honestly. But no, if I. But if I'm just like making up stuff in my head, I can. I can get mad at anybody. I'm trying to make up a scenario where he would get mad at you because we love. I think the three of us love if, each if other. The, if the two of you are in the ring and I wanted him to win, I'd just be like, he cut the birthday game. <laughs> and then, it, it, it wouldn't last long. Yeah, how would you make me mad at him? Because I don't know how I could get mad at him. I don't know. I think it'd be funnier watching him go into a blind rage. <laughs> <laughs> or not just cut. He didn't. He, play he kept it. making the snoring noise. You don't remember that from oh, earlier? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I know, but it's still funny. It is funny. kind of want to fight now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, I'm always just a tinge mad anyway for no particular reason. <laughs> Not really? either of you. I'm just, I, uh, I'm just always a little angry. Always on edge. One little thing happens, and I'm just like, ah, I want to choke somebody. I think we see the good, or I see the good side of you. I don't really ever see that. And I, oh, hell, I just spent four days with you pretty much nonstop, 24 hours a day with you, and I didn't see any of that then, dude. Oh, I suppress it. 
I push it down like a healthy adult should. <laughs> but no, I mean. Well, he self-medicated the whole time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, partaking in libation. Now, I would just tell, I would tell myself, Brian gave me uh, bad bets. And you saw how mad I got when yeah. the sports book. <laughs> I, I told you two told me to pick something and, I, and it broke up a parlay. Then I would, yeah. I would do a little ground and pound, maybe choke you out. I don't know. Good Lord. You know what I've realized with this little exercise here this morning? I'm a psycho. Well, no, the, yeah, okay, well, that goes without saying. But that uh, I really don't know you two as well as I thought well, I knew. I told you a month ago. and You uh, <laughs> You all right, Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, I know what he's getting ready he's to got, say. He's got a drinking problem. He yeah. missed his mouth. Uh, I told you like a month ago before you started, you said to hold on chorus and cut me off. <laughs> I said you should get a shrink in here to analyze all three of us. Okay, or, or let them li- give them like ten birthday games to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Unedited. Uned. Well, no. I- I'm keeping yeah. that for my retirement fund. Yeah. Give them like ten birthday games to listen to, and then let them do a little write-up. Okay. I don't want somebody in here pointing out my depression. I already know about it. Oh, yeah. there's other stuff I, c- I can already tell. <laughs> wow. Okay. Jonathan Massey. You won on Friday, uh, the birthday cake. <laughs> well, we just saw him get into a blind ring. But you yeah. won. Why are you angry that you won? Because it's not over yet. <laughs> it's not over yet. Uh, tell us a little bit about our title sponsor, uh, Jacques Passlake and Goeco Office Automation. Well, Jacques Passlake, he's a man that, uh, knowing what he's done for the community with his business, Goeco Office Automation, you cannot get into a blind rage with. You could you could have all the money in the world thrown at you, and you would not want to uh, throw a haymaker at Jacques because he is a great person who has uh, done a lot for our community. He's done a lot for the show. He's supported us since uh, day one. Since day one. Uh, he uh, He's kind enough to, to put a little extra on top for the birthday game, and we appreciate that. And Allegedly, he listens to it. Uh, I don't think he does. He does. He, he, not, he messages me. Let me tell you. He'll message me at different points during the show. He's done it during the birthday game. He's done it in the first 15 minutes of the show. He's done it in the middle of the show. You know the first you, client he had? Who? The, uh... I almost said Elon Flux. Elon Musk. Okay. Elon Musk was selling lemonade in front of his parents' house. Then he met Jacques. Within two years, he's selling cars you plug in at the gas station. Yeah, and I know what people are going to say. They're going to be like, well, John Dawson can't be right about that because Elon Musk is from South Africa. No, Jacques was on a Goodwill mission in South Africa. There you go. And uh, he saw this young guy, and Jacques was like, I may be younger than you, but uh, I want to help you out. That's right. And uh, oh, the rest is the man is big brothers to people who are older than him, for gosh sakes. Dude, that is awesome. Okay, well, how can we get in touch with Jacques Passleg over there, Jonathan Massey? You dial 252 252 286 286 53 53 54 54. Or you can visit his website at or what is goeco.com for more information. And if you don't, I'm coming for you. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, you in particular. Well, one. <laughs> You know what? We've only got one. One musical hit today. Oh, oh butterscotch. This is a weird song to pick for Jefferson Airplane. Well, I wanted to make sure I got uh, the lead singer of Jefferson Airplane. That voice right there is. Oh, Grace Slick. Grace Slick, yeah. I wanted to make sure I got the right. Oh, it's just a different version. I got yeah. you. Yeah. 
this is uh, today is Grace Slick's birthday. I'm I'm almost positive. I've never asked you. Jefferson Airplane, Starships, Jefferson Starship, all that. What do you think? Uh, they're okay. Um, they had an album called Surrealistic Pillow. That's kind of a psychedelic classic. That's pretty good. But didn't they do White, White Rabbit? Rabbit. Uh, One pill you makes heard. you larger. Yeah, that's them too. You just so heard the uh, somebody to love. Here's White Rabbit. Okay, so just a little aside about White Rabbit. One of my favorite modern wrestlers, uh, Bray Wyatt. You might remember Blackjack Mulligan from way yes. back in the day. It was Blackjack Mulligan's grandson. Mm-hmm. Passed away like last year. Relatively long. I think it was like 36 maybe. Uh, had a heart condition. But he made like this big return. But he was kind of like the surrealist character. Kind of like The Undertaker was with some of these other guys. And when they were doing the lead-ups, they never showed his face, and there were all these weird clues, and they used White Rabbit as uh, in the, in all those uh, videos. And it had a lot to do with QR codes, but it was really cool. And that was kind of my big introduction to, to White Rabbit. And Well, we're out to – I don't think either one of you have seen this movie. Have you all seen The Matrix? The original Matrix? No. I've seen it, but I... One of my top ten favorite movies of all time. I mean, and it is. And it stands up. It was made in 1999, and it still stands up today. It's amazing how well it stands up. And Keanu but, Reeves uh, still weirdly looks the same. Man's a vampire. I got no problem with it. I love Keanu Reeves, man. He's a great dude. Yeah. But uh, this is White Rabbit by... Uh, it's like a different version. But. Yeah, well, this is by Grace Slick and the Great Society. Oh, that's right. Look up Jefferson Airplane. Okay. Jefferson Airplane is the version you're familiar with. You're right. And then Jefferson Airplane devolved into Jefferson Starship. They kind of went kind of corporate rock, and then they just shortened it to Starship, and it was this horrible, horrible 80s garbage. Which you never would have thought the way they started in the – I agree with you, dude. No, I because they did that stupid song. We of, built this city. Oh, dude, dude, don't get it in my head. No, stop, stop. I want to listen. <laughs> no, it is a brain warm. I'm not even playing. Stop. The next <laughs> time you do chorus on me, I'm doing that back to fight back. I found your kryptonite, and you're a dead you man. May we have, have, dude. I we will be two. singing that song for the, the other one. No, 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 no. You know what the other I one is. Know. Oh, you know the what it is. Yeah, da, 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 da. I heard their new song, Drive. Now, this here. is it right here, White Rabbit. Yeah. And in fact, the new Matrix movie, they use this song in all their ads and everything. They so. use this in The Sopranos when he's on the pro, he's having the Prozac thing and he's at home spacing I out. I remember that. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, this is a good song. And that's Grace Slick, right? Yes. And it's short. It's, is it even two minutes? It's, it's like three minutes. Look, don't doubt our boy over there. It's 220. I knew it was relatively. And if you were to cut out the music, and it was at the from the, the album, it's like nothing. And it's from the album, so realistic pillow. pillow. Yep. There's that song on there called She Has Funny Cars. I mean, it's a very trippy record. Okay. Yeah, well, no uh, but Grace. to answer your question about, I mean, I never got into them much because usually a good rock band needs to have a little R&B in their backbone and their rhythm section, and they would always seem kind of thin to me for some yeah. reason. Well, I, you hear this and tell it. No, you're right. Of, yeah. yeah. Okay, Grace Slick over there, uh, Jonathan Slick. That made no sense. 70, 78. You say 78. What do you say, John Dawson? 79. She was born October 30th, 1939. She's 84 today. Wow. Congratulations, John Dawson. Jefferson, they're out there now with a uh, a new lead singer who's about 30. 
Sounds just like her, though. Well, I could have... well, she retired 20 years ago. I looked up and the doggone hockey stick handle was coming at my head. Well, she re... huh? Grace Slick retired 20 years ago. She's kind of a crazy old bat that really can't do anything with her. God, I love this part right here. Can we turn it just I love this? She had good pipes, though. I met uh, the lead guitarist. They had the, the guitarist and bass player, Yorma Kalkinen and Jack Cassidy, have another band called Hot Tuna. It's like a blues thing they do on the side. I've played them before. And I met him at a Warren Haynes of Government Mule and Almond Brothers charity show. Oh, got, wow. Got to meet him and talk to him. Very nice fellow. Oh, that is very cool. Well, uh, you, who got that? He did. I did. John Dawson, you take a one to nothing lead. It goes to you here. He is from Williamston and one of the best Major League Baseball pitchers to come from the state of North Carolina. He and his brother Gaylord are the only brothers in league history. I didn't even realize this. I fancy myself a big sports fan. There have only been a, one pair of brothers to win the Cy Young. Gaylord Perry and... Oh, I figured you'd get this in a heartbreak. Jim Perry. Gaylord Perry is the one I know. Yeah, his brother Jim Perry. Who, uh, I just a great baseball player. Great baseball player. So how old today is Jim Perry? Not Jim Perry, the state senator. That's what I was thinking, Jim Perry, but I'm like, nah, that's not right. That's the senator. Is Gaylord no. Perry the knuckleball guy? Yep. Okay. Look at you. But uh, Jim Perry, how old is he today? The baseball player, Jim Perry. Is it his time turn to go first? Uh, nope. It is yours. He, I have uh, no took idea. How, I don't even know what decade to say. If it makes you feel any better, neither do I. So, can, when did he retire? I can look that up real quick here. Not that that's going to help me. 80, uh, 80 uh, something, I guess. Jim Gaylord Perry. pitched until almost 90, didn't he? 1990. I feel like Jim is. Retire from baseball. 1975. He pitched from 1959 to 1975. Jim was older. For the, yep, for the Cleveland Indians, Minnesota Twins, Detroit Tigers, <laughs> okay. and Oakland Athletics. Let me knock out some math He here. compiled 215 wins, 1,576 strikeouts, and a 3.45 earned run average. You he said, won the Cy Young in 1970. You said he... His first game was in 59. From 59 to 75. Is okay. So you get to go first there, John Dawson. 88. Uh, <laughs> wow. How about that? Wow. He was born. Uh, look what he's got on his look. He was born October the 30th in the year of the Lord, 1935. John Dawson. I actually attempted math. You are only one correct answer away from I'm clinching the month. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> but it goes back to uh, Jonathan Massey. And I know you, both of y'all have talked about this uh, actor before. I know him best for his role in A Few Good Men, but he is the ultimate that guy in movies. He's been in a lot of movies. I know Kevin Pollack. He's a successful podcast host. He uh, he's a he was a stand-up comic. Great impressionist. A great impressionist. I saw that too. Kevin Pollock. How old today? You know who we're talking yeah, about, right? This podcast is amazing. I think you've talked is, about it. Yeah. yeah. This is where John gets me. Not Kevin really. Pollock. How old is he today? There, Jonathan Massey. You got a four-day winning streak on the line here, buddy. Don't let it go. You're down two to nothing. You got to get this one. He was doing a movie with Alan Arkin. You know, Alan Arkin talks like this, and he does an impression of him, so he called Alan Arkin's voicemail and said, Hello, Alan. This is a note from me. Remember to pick up dog food and go to the post office, okay? <laughs> Three days later, Alan Arkin calls him up 
says, hey, Alan, what's up? And he says, that's not funny. <laughs> I thought I was having, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, what he should have been is, hello, Alan, I'm calling you from the future. You need to do this and this. So when Alan heard it, he was like, did I call myself from the future? Yeah. That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Massey, how old today is Kevin Polly? This is a tricky one because I feel like he's in such, he's on that weird age group where I can't tell if he's like mid-60s or early 70s. Or neither. Um, 67. You say 67. John Dawson, how old today is Kevin Pollock? 66. Congratulations, John Dawson. You not only get that, you wrap up the month of October. So was he 66? He is 66. He was born October the 30th in the year of the Lord, 1957. So uh, you made you made us all sweat a little bit there, John, but uh, you end up winning. But on top of all that, guess what? What? Sound the alarm, Jonathan Massey. I will not. <laughs> Sound the alarm. He's taking a knee. John Dawson. <laughs> yes, there you go. John Dawson has a perfect game. He's already got two perfect games this month. He is going for another perfect game. After all the times I crank the alarm for you. Yeah, you should sound the alarm for him. I'm, I'm usually the one that does all the alarm sounding. Okay. Even when I'm up. So is there not going to be an alarm? I guess oh. there's no alarm since Jonathan Massey won't sound it. Well, I mean, he can I'll do Here, here, I'll do a mouth alarm. He can sound one in post. Okay, he's, After I cut that out, I'll put one in. Out. He's not a 1930s cartoon <laughs> car. It's not a Tex Raimi eye bulge out noise. Ooga! There you go. Okay. Uh, well, it goes back to you here, uh, John Dawson. He was the Fonz. It's Henry Winkler. I love him, man. He was great in the in that. I watched several seasons of Barry. He's really good in Barry. What he, was, he was good in a yeah. development. He was he was good in it. He is just a good little hey, Mickey. But you yeah. would yeah, but you would think the Fonz, I mean, such an iconic role as that. You might be tied to that for the rest of your life. Well, he, he he was for a while, but he he did a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I think he was the executive producer of MacGyver, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was. I think he was of the Wonder Years too. Really? Yep. Well, look I at thought that. I read that somewhere. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, he and but again, you would think the Fonz. I mean, in the 70s, there probably wasn't an actor much it bigger than the the biggest in the 70s. It was like um, Evil Knievel, the Fonz, and maybe John Travolta. Those are like your big yeah. three. Yeah, you know, John Wayne. But he was even coming out of it because he was uh, bigger he in the was, 60s. He was half yeah. dead then. <laughs> okay, uh, Henry Winkler over there, Jonathan, uh, John Dawson. How old is he today? 74. You say 74. What do you say, Jonathan Massey, to break up this perfect game? 75. And you did. He was born October 30th, 1945. He is 78 today, gentlemen. Before Happy Days, he was in a like a B-movie with Sylvester Stallone. Somebody else that I can't remember called the Lords of Bushwick or something like that. There's these hoods running around Brooklyn in the 50s, and they're all greased up. And he's kind of, that's where they got the Fonzie thing from, from that movie. That is too funny. Lords of Flatbush, excuse me. Did I there say you Bushwick? Go. <laughs> so, are you guys want to break out a calculator? Because you absolutely positively are going to need it for this. Okay? Let's well, uh, do it. Yeah. Uh, Dad Person, he was the second president of these United States of America. John Adams. Here's what's interesting do you know the date that he died? 
Because I can, I can tell I you that. I think he died in 1819. No. He died. Okay, when was the... Wait, no, 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 no. 18. So he was president from 1797 to 1801, I think. Yep. He lived a lot, because he was one of the older lived presidents. I think he lived to be like... I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm proud to be American. <laughs> Call back to Friday show. Was it around 1830? No. This is how you should remember it. Our Declaration of Independence was signed on July, July 4th, 1776. 1776. Hemp. He died. What? It was signed on hemp. Oh, okay. He died 50 years to the day, July 4th, 1826. And who else died that day? Thomas Jefferson. He and Thomas Jefferson died on the same day, July 4th, 1826, 50 years after Even both had signed. The third president of the United States. Yep. Is that not crazy? They both visited the same brothel and died. Oh, wrong story. Wow. As Brian. Oh. So, <laughs> how old would John, hey, how old would John Adams be if he were still alive today, Jonathan Massey? The movie where uh, Paul Giamatti played him on HBO was supposed to be really good. I just haven't seen it. Miniseries, excuse me. He coughed for like 80% of it. Apparently the man was sick a lot. Was his wife microdosing him? I think back then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've got some distant aunt or something back back in the 18 early 1900s that actually did that to her husband with arsenic bumped him oh off and, and got away with it that was 197 years ago he died uh 1826 yeah, yeah 197 years ago i don't know why i'm trying so hard. two i don't I'm think that's right 289 say it again 289 you say 289 what do you say john dawson 288. <laughs> this is going to make you so mad. <laughs> he is. Was the messed up part is I had 288 on my calculator, but I was like, mm, no. I don't you got Sage Act. There you go. He well, would I thought he lost it. 288 man. years old if he were alive today. You win today four to one. Would you have got that close? No. Okay. <laughs> John Dawson, you win 200. And, oh, you win 200. <laughs> you win four to one. <laughs> You've wrapped up the month. We'll play tomorrow's birthday games just for uh, for the fun of it. because we've got. And no, we're not going to play who sang it because I've got some great birthdays tomorrow on Halloween. So, no, we're playing the birthday game. I'm sorry, guys. Mm. I know you want to you want to play that. But uh, anyway, hey, today is Mark Pope's birthday. Uh, he used to be uh, economic. Uh, uh, what, what, what is a economic development? Thank you. Yes. Coordinator or whatever for Lenora County. And I think he works out at uh, the Planet Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. <laughs> God, that's funny though. No, he works out at uh, the the Global Arrow. Trans Park. Global Trans Park. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday, Mark! One of the good guys. He is truly one of the good guys. If today is your birthday, like Mark Pope and John Adams, have a great birthday. We will see you tomorrow on the last birthday game of the month. Presented by Goeco Office Automation. Don't even look at it. And again, want to thank Jacques Passleg for uh, sponsoring that list. What a great show today. Thank you to Mark Panicelli for joining us in the first hour. To Ryan Diesel Giesman and Jay By God Wilson in our second hour tomorrow's show. We will have 
Richard Clark in our first hour, and then we're going to have a ghost hunter in our second hour. Tomorrow's Halloween, so we're going to have some fun with Halloween. We're going to look a little bit at the paranormal and all that. So listen, have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on The Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.